Welcome to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to The Chronically Courageous. So last week, I talked about what to do when symptoms reoccur and some techniques and tips on how to handle that. And in recording that, I was feeling a little frustrated, a little bit defeated, and I really wasn't taking into account just exactly how far I've come. I was looking at, in this moment, how do I feel? And I was not looking at, my gosh, when I look back over the past year, just exactly the progress that I've made. And it occurred to me that over the time of the pandemic, Everything was very much like Groundhog's Day. Every day was same same old, same old, day in, day out. So it was really hard to see any difference because I wasn't being put in situations where I had to perform or do anything that was novel or that would really give me a good kind of measuring stick of my progress until last week, which by the way, David. Thanks, Bonnie. So thrilled great. to be back on your podcast. And I'm always thrilled to have you on my podcast. You're my favorite co-host. So my love. Glad, <laughs> glad you're here and thank you for agreeing to do this. It's always more fun than doing a solo episode when I can talk to you. And, and uh, I can't think of anybody that I have more natural conversations with than you. So I think it's, it's probably fun for people to listen to. I hope too. I agree. And we should probably get married. I think we should. <laughs> I think we should. Let's do idea. that. Okay. Let's do that. All right. So yeah, did I mention guys that we went on this trip this past week to celebrate our three-year dating anniversary. So three years on April 1st. Yes, April Fool's Day. I know it's kind of funny. On April Fool's Day of 2018 was when we went on our very first date. And then last year in 2020 of April was when we got engaged. So we were celebrating our three-year dating anniversary and our one-year engagement anniversary for this trip, Mm -hmm. which was pretty awesome. It was awesome and it was also great because we got those reminders on Facebook and other apps, right, of where we were years ago the same day. Yes. And it was a great reminder for both of us of some of the changes in how we used to have to travel and how we were traveling now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was such a such a contrast. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I when I think about when we were preparing for this trip. And you called me and you said, have you started packing yet? And I said, no, I'm just going to, you know, I'll do it tonight. It'll be fine. It shouldn't be difficult. We're just, we're going to a warm climate. We don't need to pack a lot of bulky clothes and it's just for four days and three nights. So it should be pretty easy. And he's like, well, what about all your medicine? I'm like, honey, remember, (laughs) I only take two prescriptions now. The rest are supplements. And 
I don't take along all the medical devices. You know, I used to bring a blood pressure monitor with me and I don't know, all kinds of like, you know, some braces and stuff to put around me that, you know, that would help me keep my body together. You know, my, I think, what was it? My, my hip or no, it was something around my back that I used to do, but there were just, just all kinds of little fun things that I had to bring along to make sure that my body didn't fall apart on the trip. And this time it was just a very uh, normal situation packing. So that was quite a relief. That was really, that was made, that was one part of my progress that I think I noticed right away. And a huge part because it changed our carry-on luggage strategy. Yes. Because historically you had to bring so many meds and they were too expensive and too critical to not have. Exactly. That was your carry-on. Exactly. Right? My my carry-on was entirely medication. That was it. One one whole suitcase full of just medicine alone. And that was and I and you're right, I had to take it on the, the plane with me because mm-hmm. if something happened to that, I would be in big trouble that would just be uh, you know really bad situation right (laughs) so it was like an extension of it was like my right arm it was like an extension of me but that wasn't the case anymore so that was that was one thing that we noticed that was really different and really quite freeing actually yeah no that was a great new part of this travel and then there were also a lot of other things that were really different right yes so part of it was what did you have to take or not take just to get on the plane Oh, as far as medicine. Yeah. 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 So when we traveled before and, you know, we'll talk about when we took our uh, trip for, what was it, our two year? One year. No, two years we got engaged. Right. One year was Jamaica. One year. So for our one year right. dating anniversary, we went to Jamaica and I had to take a plethora of medications just to be able to get on the plane. I took something for anxiety because I was so anxious about what could possibly go wrong with my body. And... Then I took, oh my gosh, I took stuff for nausea and I, I don't know. I took, I took, a, I took, let's just say I took enough to like put a small horse to sleep <laughs> and, and I did. And I, I pretty much was a zombie the entire, the entire flight. So David was responsible for making sure that I got on and off the plane, almost had to carry me because I was so out of it. But really, that was the only way that I could bring myself to, to get on a plane because I was so terrified. And I think I took some pain meds, too, because there were certain things that, you know, were really painful. And yeah, so it was just it was it was like he was traveling with a complete zombie. So and what could possibly go wrong if you took all those meds <laughs> and you were in an airport and you started to wander away? Thank goodness you didn't. Right. right? right but right. there was a time when we were routing through, I think it was one of the Texas airports to get to Jamaica. And I was really concerned leaving you in an area. I think I went to get snacks or something and you couldn't actually go with me. Like you were so drugged up that I had to sit you in an area where I thought you could be safe. You were visible. You weren't going to slouch and fall out of the chair, but you were there with your medication carry on. Right. And I said, okay, honey, I'm going to go get us some snacks for the flight. Just stay put. Right. And I'm saying yes, and I'm nodding as we're talking now, but like I have zero recollection of that. So you you were you were basically like existing for me. I mean, you were you were my my eyes, my ears, my you know my legs, everything because I was useless. I was like very. I don't want to say useless, I wouldn't go that but, far, but like yeah, no, I I had to be really focused and worried to make sure that we got everywhere we were going and that you were at least coherent enough that they didn't think I was abducting you, right? And flying you into or out of a foreign country. But that was certainly a part of it. And 
you, you brought up a good point earlier, like it's important that we chronicle these things, right? Or journal about these things mm -hmm. because you want to be able to look back and gauge the progress. And if you're doing things every single day, you won't notice the changes from yesterday, right? You seem just as good as you were yesterday, maybe 1% better, right? But yeah. like, it's a dramatic difference to look back a year or two ago. And the only way to do that is if you write it down, you take some pictures, you make a note on Facebook or whatever your videos. social network of choice, videos, something so you can actually gauge your progress. And even if you're not feeling great, even if you don't want to share it, so just like share it with yourself, like don't post it to your public timeline or share it with your friends, but like take note of the things that you're doing so you can look back later and say or see how far you've come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I yeah, when I and that's the thing is like when I look back at those things that I wrote and, you know, the words that I wrote and the videos that I recorded and everything, it was like like a different person really. I mean, it just and, you know, and that's the thing is as I was recording last week's episode, I was feeling a little bit defeated by some of the symptoms that were coming and, you know, but when I when I look back at just how minor those are in comparison to where I was a year ago, that's that's the contrast. So it's really, you know, again, it's I'm going to say this throughout this episode, progress over perfection. And it's really just really being conscious of just how far we've come versus just looking at, you know, what's what's hurting today or, you know, whatever. It's like, well, now I can I can travel without having to bring a suitcase full of medication. That's right. amazing. And I can travel and be coherent and be a good travel companion and be somebody that, you know, I can be fully responsible for myself as an adult and not need you to look after me every moment where there was a time when that wasn't the case. So that was that was a huge, huge step forward. Definitely. And, and we can travel to more places because there was a time when routing was a big issue. And so even our Jamaica trip, we had to have one stop. There was simply no nonstop flight from Phoenix to Jamaica. So we dealt with that one route. But then the rest of the flight, we were super deliberate about the days and the times so that you only had one-way trips there. And that helped, but we also had to add days, recovery days to our trip. You remember? Oh, yeah, I remember. So I remember. we added, I think, three recovery days on that trip just to be sure that you had enough time to get you know, back to healthy-ish, vibrant Bonnie, right? right? To enjoy where you were going because you don't want to travel somewhere and just, you know, be tied up in bed for, you know, the whole trip. Exactly. And and the contrast in this trip was that, you know, we, we flew and we actually were able to do stuff the day we arrived. Not a lot. Absolutely. But, but we, you know, we went to the beach and we hung out and we, mm -hmm. we looked around the resort and everything. And then we, we did wind up ordering room service in the evening because we were both a little tired, but I think that's natural for any any person to feel tired, not just you know someone with chronic illness, but any person to feel tired after a day of international travel. So And add to that a time change too, a two-hour time change. So right. it was later for us, so we did room service in the room, which was fantastic, but yes. it wasn't like an entire day had to be dedicated to that, which was exactly. fantastic. Exactly. Well, me. and then the following day, we got up and we just went right to it, and we, mm -hmm. you know, we, got, we got our day started, and... I remember when we went to New York mm -hmm. earlier on and I essentially you were you know you were there for business and I spent the majority of my day in bed and then just as you were getting out of your work day I was kind of getting my day started and then we'd do something in the evening but by contrast this time we were able to 
get, you know, actually get up and have breakfast together and then do things during the day and then do things at night. And yeah, it was a little tired, I'll admit, but you know, but I was able to do it and that was amazing. I mean, we were able to capitalize on the time that we had there and it was a shorter trip. So that was kind of important too, because in, in past times I would have been spent basically my entire trip recovering because we took a four day trip. So I would spend day one recovering and then maybe one day of functioning. And then, you know, and then we got back yesterday and today I'm, I'm up and doing things and, you know, I slept a little later, but you know, that's okay. You know, I needed a little time to recover, but not, not like a full day of recovery. I mean, I got home, I unpacked and yeah, and I'm, I'm back to, back to Bonnie. You just reminded me of something, which I hope is helpful for your listeners, which is to think about things in terms of baby steps. Because the first trip we took, we didn't have crazy expectations about how much stuff you'd be able to do in New York, right? right. We, we deliberately chose to take you on a trip that was a work trip for me, mm-hmm. knowing that you would need recovery time, <clears throat> knowing that I'd be busy during the day, and that we'd have a few hours at night, which was great. We set our expectations accordingly. We didn't, that was your first plane ride in what, four like years? Three or four three years. Three or four years, right. Yeah. So we didn't say, okay, Bonnie, I'm taking you to Europe, let's go. Right. right. We said, okay, we're gonna do a, a nonstop flight, direct flight. Yes. It's gonna be long, you were drugged up, which made the air train from Newark to Manhattan a little bit entertaining. You probably don't even remember it whatsoever. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So after we landed, I put you on a train to okay. get us to the hotel, right? So yeah, you, I don't think you remember that at all I because don't. yeah, you were just going with the flow. Right. But we set our expectations to be really modest, to be perfectly honest, right? Mm-hmm. Which was exactly what you needed for your first trip in three or four years. Yeah. The next trip, we raised the expectations a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we went to a resort and uh, it didn't require us to be, you know, arranging too many things. It was all inclusive, right? Which was so, nice. Which yeah. was fantastic. So, and we had our, our budgeted uh, recovery day in the beginning and one in the middle and one at the end. Right. Right. So we didn't like over program. And we knew that I would be up early doing my things in the morning and you would be up around 12 or 1, which actually worked out really well. Right. So yeah. that was, that was fantastic. And then uh, this trip, we were fully engaged, you know, with each other almost the entire time. I think one morning I got up earlier than you to do something. Yeah. But setting those goals, and Europe's next, by the way, once once they oh open my. up. Oh, Hang <laughs> once, on. Once they open up to vaccinated Americans. <laughs> All right. But that's just an important thing to do is like, you know, to set a realistic goal and not, not try to do too much that's going to set us, either of us back too far mm-hmm. and ruin it for either of us, right? So my expectations were set... I think appropriately, yes. right? But yes. every single time we, we did more and next month we're going again mm-hmm. for another trip where we're, we have a stopover, right? which really we wouldn't have voluntarily done, you know, two years ago, even one year ago. True. That's so true because, you know, then you would have had to like drag me from plane to plane, right? <laughs> carry me or something. So, or wheel me. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, that's, that's a good point. I mean, we, we did specifically really have some limitations as far as where we could go and having to arrange for nonstop flights. And that's no longer the case, which, you know, now again, I'm looking at it and I'm like, my gosh, that's, this is really great progress. I mean, yeah, is, is it perfect? Am I perfect now? No, of course not. But I have made huge strides over this past year. So that's been incredible. And it's really incredible to, now that we've, you know, we're putting ourselves back in 
situations coming out of the pandemic where I'm able to experiment with my new superpowers and see how I do. And it's, it's really kind of amazing and rewarding to see just exactly how far I have come. This was also kind of a last minute trip. Mm-hmm. So we only knew about it about five weeks ago, which was frantic trying to get your passport renewed in time yes. to make sure we'd be here. Yes. Right. And we didn't have enough time to get back in the gym and get our pandemic bodies worked true. off. <laughs> That's <laughs> right? true. But in the spirit of progress, not perfection, it didn't matter. Right? right. We just wanted to get back out to the beach and get on a plane and enjoy our post-vaccinated life. That's right. And speaking of uh, beach body imperfections, I, you know, in addition to really not having worked out this past year, other than, you know, I've just been taking walks every day, this was kind of the debut for my hip replacement scar. So, you know, in, in previous years I had, you know, I had been bathing suits with my, my base pacemaker sticking out of my chest and I was always a little self-conscious about that. But now in addition, I had this big scar on my hip and I didn't let it stop me. I got in my bikini. I even did a little photo shoot with David and mm-hmm. posted on social media. And was it perfect? No. And if I, you know, that's one thing. If I look back, the, the contrast is well, I looked better before than I do now because despite my history of illness, I still made it made it a point to get into the gym and push myself, which wasn't healthy, quite honestly. And I was probably in a lot better shape then than I am now, but. I still went ahead and I did it. And my message is it does not need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be perfect. As long as we show up the best that we can be, then that, that is good enough and we are enough. And I would say you are in great emotional shape right now. Great physical shape too, but emotionally you are in a really, really great place. That's a really good point too. Um, I noticed several times throughout the trip that where in the past I would have been very anxious, A, about just the travel alone, and you know, getting there and then going to a foreign country where I don't have access to the same things that I have in the United States and having all the anxiety about that and thinking about all the things that could go wrong. And I, I really wasn't focused on that. And the other thing that I, I noticed is, you know, I'm a very, I think so many of us with chronic illness are highly, highly empathetic and we tend to pick up on the energy of other people. And I, that is definitely, definitely the case for me. And when you're traveling and you're in airports and on planes and you're in close proximity to so many people, it's very easy to pick up on that energy. And I've, over this past year, I've really developed some great tools to help kind of shield myself from that energy and just really stay in my own healthy energy, my own positive energy and push away all of those other energies. And I, it was a, it was really a great opportunity to kind of practice all my new skills, and I found myself you know I'd be in a situation where there was a lot of people, and I would kind of ask for you know I ask Archangel Michael for you know more protection from you know from all the the negativity and from any any other stressors outside, and to just keep me in a place of love and positivity. And it it was really quite empowering to have that tool in my toolbox. You know what else was different? What's that? Your identity when you travel, the way you introduce yourself, the excuses that you don't offer up anymore. Right. No, that's so true, too. I I realized this as the trip was nearing the end, and I was Mm -hmm. thinking to myself, so we went on a trip for David's. It was to celebrate our anniversary, but it happened to also be with a trip with David's company to celebrate the salespeople who had reached certain goals. And since David's an executive for the company, he was able to go on the trip as well. 
And so I had an opportunity to interact with a lot of people on the trip from his company and then you know, at the resort, the, the staff there. And in the past, I would have you know, given people my whole song and dance about all my limitations and my illness and you know, telling everybody about it. And I really, I didn't once, it didn't come up. It just, because it wasn't, it wasn't the thing that, I, that identifies me anymore. It wasn't my, it wasn't, you know, how I, you know, like before I just always had to, hi, I'm Bonnie and I have EDS and I have this and I have a pacemaker and I may get dizzy and I can't stand up for too long and my whole laundry list of things. <laughs> and I didn't once say any of that. I just didn't feel a need to because I just, I choose to focus on health now and I choose to focus on other things and and it's in those choices of, of focusing on other things that really helps to promote the health. It's you know, we talk about this on the podcast all the time, the law of attraction and what you focus on grows. So if I focus on healing and and health and wellness, those are the things that I'm going to exude and and that's been very true. So Whereas, you know, before it was such a focus to talk about all, you know, and think about constantly all the things that can go wrong and all the things that, you know, where my body is broken and, and I just, you know, that's not where I live anymore. And it's, it's a, it's a much happier place to live where I'm living now. You just mentioned not standing up for too long. Mm. And there was something about the bus that yes. I think you should share with your listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the bus and it was also just even standing in lines. But, mm -hmm. you know, one of the conditions that I have is dysautonomia and it's where, you know, when I can stand up for a period of time and then I can get dizzy, but that's largely improved. So when we got onto the bus to get to, you know, we went from the, the airport and we took a bus to the plane in Puerto Vallarta and we got on the bus and David said, Bonnie, do you want to sit? And I gave it a thought for a second and then I stopped and I said, you know, I think I'd rather save that seat for somebody who needs it. And that felt really great because I was that person that needed it before. I would, you know, David, I think actually in the past has asked people to stand up on my behalf so that I could sit. And, you know, there goes the explanation in the song and right. dance about why I need to sit. This person that looks perfectly healthy, but has all these things going on. So that was, that was major progress too. Yeah. I love that. There's a couple of things that people should also consider, which is we did as many things electronically as we could to prevent standing in lines. Mm. So just when traveling, we did a flyby or some other app that American Airlines told us to do, mm -hmm. which really helped in the airport. We didn't have to stand in very, very long lines to get through. And then coming back to the United States, when you go through passport control, you have to do a disclosure if you've brought any products in or whatnot, and you could do all that online. Right. So just for anybody who's going through a healing journey, mm -hmm. be kind to yourself and don't take on more that you have to do yes. than you otherwise would, right? Just like use every single app you possibly can to make every single moment easier. Yes, that's a great point. See why I love him so much? He thinks about these things. I mean, he sees things through my eyes and like what's going to make my life easier, and and he does, and that's amazing. So... I wish, I wish you all find somebody just like David to make oh, your thanks. life easier, but no, but that's true. I mean, really, you know, considering all the things that you can do to make things just go more smoothly for you as you do travel and, and to conserve your energy for the fun parts of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. What else, David? What else do we want to talk about? Well, that's just part of the, the progress and progression to make as opposed to the all out, right? Like our first trip wasn't Europe. 
Right. 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 Our, our first trip was really, really strategically done to yes. get some wins. Yes. Right. And it's important to put some wins in the win column, mm-hmm. right? Or, or, you know, victories, whatever the expression is, but to get some things that will build your confidence to take the next trip. Right. And two steps forward, one step back, right? Like, you know, we, we had some setbacks while traveling too. Things didn't go as well. We needed an extra recovery day in Maryland, for example. Right. That's true. So we, we had had a really great time in Jamaica and you were spent by the time we got to Maryland. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the end of our trip, right? right? We had we had done, I think, maybe five or six days in Jamaica, and we were gonna do like four days in Maryland, including the cherry blossoms and a few other things. And you couldn't do it one day. You just needed a, a full day to recover. Mm-hmm. And we were both, I think, emotionally prepared for that. Maybe we were hopefully wouldn't require it, but it was okay. We, we knew that this could happen, and you took mm-hmm. it, and we didn't over-program ourselves, right? Which is also yes. another critical thing. Like, you, you gotta plan responsibly for these kind of trips. Absolutely, absolutely. Just really taking everything in stride. And again, you know, we talk about being versus doing. Don't make it a, always about having to do, do, do. Mm-hmm. You know, just really being. And, and for me, just traveling to New York on that first trip after like three or four years of not having flown, just the actual act of getting there was like a huge victory for me beyond the actual vacation itself. It was like, oh my gosh, big win. Just the fact that I was able to get through this trip and actually physically get myself to a state all the way across the United States. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a huge big deal. So, you know, it's really just celebrating all these little wins and and looking back and, you know, over time and when you know, when things do not go one hundred percent according to plan, looking back and saying, Well gosh, you know, okay, so I may have you know, a sore X, Y, Z or this, you know, I may feel a little dizzy today or whatever it is, but look back, you know, over time and see just how far you've come. I mean, I think that's just really so, so important that we give ourselves that grace and we really allow ourselves to congratulate ourselves for the progress that we've made and not expect perfection, not expect the healing to be done because let's face it it's never done we're always 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 going to be working on something whether it's a physical thing or a, an emotional thing there's always going to be more more improvement more healing more growing to do but it's it's just a matter of let's measure are we better are we better today than we were yesterday are we better this year than we were last year and i can definitively say based on this this trip that we took and really comparing that you know back and forth and getting David's input, which is awesome to, you know, to get his perspective on it too, because he was the one that was coherent when I wasn't. <laughs> so, I remember the parts you don't. <laughs> exactly. So he has, he has a very, a very, uh, a much more specific, I'd say, perception of things than I do. Mine was a little blurry at the time. And it's really just amazing to look back and see, see that progress. So that's my, my wish for you all is that you let yourself celebrate those wins over time and, look at your progress and let perfection go. Perfection is not attainable. It's not realistic. And it's something that's going to ultimately hold you back because one of my mentors, Michelle Sorrow, she says, done is better than perfect. And, you know, when I look again, you know, my podcast, that's another thing. When I first started this podcast, I felt like I needed to edit everything just perfectly. And if I said something you know, slightly wrong or coughed or something, I, you know, that was, that would mess the whole thing up. And now it's, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm imperfect and I'm willing to share that and show you guys that and, and, you know, share that all with you because 
I want to give you a permission slip to know that imperfection is beautiful and it's great and it's it's who you know how, who we all are. So it's just a, just a fact of being human. Anything? Well said. Thank you, David. Anything From your else? imperfect fiance. <laughs> That's Happily imperfect, right? Right. I mean, we we both love our we love each other despite our imperfections, mm-hmm. and because of our imperfections, that's what makes us human and beautiful as people, right? It'd be too hard to try to be perfect. It's it is too hard. It's I've tried it. I've tried it. Yeah. I've never ever been able to attain it, and now I know that. And it's very it's actually so freeing when you let go of that the pursuit pursuit. Thank you, pursuit okay. of perfection. Mm-hmm. And just allow yourself to just be exactly where you are because exactly where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. And it's all learning and it's all growth and it's all an opportunity to just step back and look and, and see where you are and and notice, are you moving forward? And if you're moving forward, that's, that's all you need to do is just move forward little by little each day. All Perfect. Right. Perfect. And or perfectly imperfect, right. right? All right. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. And actually, this week is almost my one year anniversary of launching this podcast. This is episode 47. Next week will be episode 48. I will likely put together a compilation of some of the highlights over the past year. So I am going to be listening to my podcast and picking out some nuggets for you guys to help you. My my goal is only to help you all to know that you're not alone in this journey and that and you know to give you any tools you can to help make your lives a little bit better and I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy and I thank you for being a part of this journey with me. I'm honored to be on it with you. It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of The Chronically Courageous. If you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at thechronicallycourageous.com. That's B-O-N-N-I at thechronicallycourageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.